0: Welcome to the Strong as a Mother podcast, where we listen to inspiring stories from strong women that are changing and impacting the world. I'm Elizabeth Eldridge, a doctor of physical therapy, specializing in pelvic and women's health at BodyWorks Women's Health and Wellness in Greer, South Carolina. Thanks for joining me today. Joining me today on the Strong is Mother podcast is actually a former patient. Her name is Ashley and she felt really called after her journey of going through pelvic floor physical therapy and some other treatments to share her journey with anyone who's willing to listen. She feels called to make sure that people know that they are not alone in going through this and starting to eliminate some of the tabooness that comes with talking about pelvic floor dysfunction. So take a listen to Ashley's journey. So today I have
1: with me a truly brave and courageous woman who has decided that she has um, felt led and called to share her story about being a patient and going through a pelvic floor journey. So, Ashley is here with me today. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited to do this. Yeah, and Ashley was a beloved patient of mine. And really, um, I feel like I should not call her a patient. She's also become a friend. And also, I really see her more as a teammate because we really worked together a lot during our time together. Um, so, Ashley, I would love to just start off and let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Do you mind telling us just a little bit about yourself, just so we kind of have an idea of who you are? Yeah,
2: of course. Um, so yes, I'm Ashley, and I've been living here in Greenville for, oh, let me think about that now, probably close to like eight or nine years. I mean, I guess if you include college, even more than that, um, grew up in Maryland, but Came to Greenville for college and have been here ever since. Um, I am married, have a husband, and we have a little dog named Lucy, and um, she keeps us very entertained. <laughs> <laughs> um, she likes to be a part of everything that we're doing, um, and yeah, I work at a marketing agency full time. Been doing that ever since college, and
1: um, have just been living life here in Greenville and loving it. That's awesome. Um, and Ashley, do you mind telling us how old you are?
2: Yes, I am 28, about to be
1: 29. All right, birthday coming up. That's awesome. Yes. Um. Okay. So thanks for telling us a little bit about you. So if you'll just look back a little bit before your time of even uh, becoming a patient here with me. Um, looking back, when is maybe the first time that you noticed something was a little bit off? And this may be something that in hindsight, you see more clearly now that maybe in the moment you didn't see. Um, But looking back, tell us a little bit about when you noticed things and what exactly you noticed in case there are listeners that might have a similar experience.
2: Yeah, so I would say the very first thing I noticed goes back to high school, like junior high, high school, when I was first starting to use tampons. um, it was painful for me. It wasn't like excruciating pain, and sometimes it would be painful, and sometimes it wasn't. But it was just weird that there was pain there. And I remember talking to my mom about it, and she was just like, "Well, it shouldn't be painful." And I'm like, "Okay, well, it is." But that's about as far as we got because you know I didn't know any better, she didn't know any better, mm-hmm. and so um, for a while. I kind of stopped using tampons and tried them again and was able to get a point where I could use them. And for the most part, didn't have any pain. So I was just like, okay, this must just be normal and just kept moving on with life. Um, and then I would say the next thing that I definitely noticed was once I got married, um, when we started having intercourse, that's when things really started to become more painful for me. And what was weird is this, it didn't really start off super painful. It was something that gradually got more and more painful as time went on. Um, And I think that's when I first was like, there might be something more here because, you know, everything I, well, really just talking to my sister and my mom, I was like, I don't think it should be getting more painful. Like, that seems like Mm -hmm. things are moving in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah. So, So that was kind of where I was hoping you would go next was kind of how your symptoms progressed. You kind of answer that a little bit right now, but if there's anything you want to add to that, you can. So um, what would you say, like, kind of was your diagnosis and like, how, how did you find that diagnosis? Yeah, so.
2: I think as far as like symptoms progressing, I was definitely, I think stress was definitely a trigger, which I think that was something we first talked about when I came to see you was people carry their stress in different areas. Um, And so it could be that it was always there, but stress kind of like aggravated it more. Um, So really for me, it was just the fact that it was getting more and more painful and it wasn't getting any Any better at all? If anything, it was just getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was probably about four to five months when I really started to notice it, and it just anything I tried, it just would not get better. And so I had my annual visit coming up with my gynecologist, and I was like, "Well, I'll just bring it up with him, see what he says." Um, and so I guess his diagnosis for me was vaginismus, which I think. I did have, but that was more of something that came out of a greater problem
1: as opposed to being
2: the root problem. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's really interesting to kind of hear how maybe there can be almost some overlapping things going on and like one thing can kind of lead to another thing. And then you're kind of dealing with like more than one issue at a time, right? So it kind of became a bundle. How was your life affected by your symptoms?
2: Um, For me, it was definitely more affected emotionally and mentally. Um, For the most part, like I could go through life and basically live every day, totally fine. My pain was really targeted to just when something was being inserted. So whether it's putting in a tampon or intercourse. So as long as I avoided those things, like it didn't really affect me, but reality is I can't avoid those things um, forever. So I think for me, it was definitely more the emotional battle and the mental battle and feeling like it's so isolating because not everybody experiences this. And so when I would talk to my mom and my sister, they had never experienced it. And so they could only speak from their experience. And so it just felt like you were the only one going through it or that, you know, it's still... Taboo, you can't mention it to other people, or it only has to be people mm-hmm. you really trust. And
1: for me, it's just very mentally draining. Yeah. And you know, that feeling of not really sure where to turn because it's not something that's talked about a whole lot, it's something that we hear other people talk about all the time, which is why I love that you felt called to talk about this right now on the podcast because. I know for a fact that there is someone who needs to hear this and is going to have a moment where they realize, wait, I'm not alone. I can talk to somebody about this. So another reason why I'm really thankful for you doing this. Um, How was it that you maybe first learned about pain with intercourse kind of being a thing? Like you mentioned that you talked to your sister and your mom about it and they weren't really super familiar with it. Um, was it something that you found on your own or was it really just that conversation that you first had with your gynecologist? Like how did that initial conversation or that initial exploration of this go?
2: Yeah, I think for me, I never really realized that pain with intercourse was a thing. I think I kind of knew the opposite that there shouldn't be pain because from talking with my mom and my sister about it they were like it definitely sounds like something more is going on because you shouldn't be having pain so I guess I didn't really at first realize that many women do struggle with pain with intercourse and it is more common I just kind of knew I don't think this is right I don't think this should be a thing Um, so I was thankful for that, that they did have different experiences. So that way they could tell me, I think there's something more going on. Maybe you should talk to somebody because Mm -hmm. who knows if they had had pain and they didn't know any better either. We all could have just been sitting there in pain, not knowing any better. Um, so that's what spurred me to talk to my gynecologist. And thankfully I really trust him and I had been seeing him for a couple of years. So I think he was also able to see the pain progression because when I first started coming to him, I was able to have a pap smear and be totally fine. And then the day that I talked to him about everything, he tried doing a pap smear and I was crying. It was so painful. Mm -hmm. So I think too, like him being able to see that progression of pain really helped him as well. And that's kind of what spurred our conversation from there.
1: Yeah. That's great that you had a provider who was listening to you and could take all of your symptoms and complaints very seriously and put all the pieces together. Um, So what did you initially think about the idea of pelvic floor physical therapy? Because this was something that was recommended to you. So what were your thoughts about it initially?
2: Um, I honestly didn't even really know what to think of it when my gynecologist
1: recommended it to me and he said,
2: I'm going to refer you over to somebody. I had never even heard of it before. And so I was like, okay, honestly going in, I didn't even understand the pelvic muscles or anything like that. I got that education from coming to Body Works and you talking through everything. I mean, I guess I knew there were muscles down there, but being somebody who wasn't very interested in science, I did not take like an anatomy class or (laughs) things like that. So I like, you know, you know, you have muscles down there, but I had no idea how they interacted or how they worked. So I was just kind of like, okay, if you think I should do this, I'll go do this. But that was about as much thought I had put into it. I was just kind of desperate for any sort of relief. So I was
1: like, let me just give it a try. That's great. So what was your experience with pelvic floor physical therapy? And I know this is a very broad question, but you know, what was your experience like?
2: I had a great experience. I mean, everybody at Body Works was amazing and really trying to get to the root of the problem. Um, You all explained everything very well and took the time to pull out diagrams to show, Um, and educate what the different muscles were, what the different bones were, tissue, all of that. Um, If I ever had a question, I knew that I could come and get that question answered. I also really appreciated the time that was spent. I remember when I first started going to these appointments, I was telling my supervisor, like, look, I'm going to these doctor's appointments and they're going to be an hour long. And I'm actually going to be with the doctor, like the whole hour. Cause you know, sometimes you go to a doctor and you're sitting there waiting forever and you can check an email or text message on your phone. (laughs) But I was like having to prep them and be like, I will be with the doctor for the whole hour. Like I can't respond or answer to anything, but it was actually so nice to be able to say that, to be like, I'm they're actually putting in the time. They're really spending the time with you as opposed to rushing you in, maybe spending 20 minutes with you and then like, you know, sending you out on your way. So I had a great experience and I just think if anybody's having any problems, like it would definitely be the first thing I would recommend for them to do.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes um, when there is something that's unknown, um, sometimes people can be a little frightened by it. Um, But it sounds like since you had a good relationship with your provider and he was recommending that you were a little more likely to just go ahead and give it a try, right? And not quite as hesitant about it, Um, but it's pretty common for some people to feel a little unsure. So it's really great to hear about your experience. How would you explain to someone that maybe has some similar symptoms to what you have experienced, what to expect with pelvic floor physical therapy, like in your own words, you know, if someone says, well, what did you do? What, what, what should I expect when I go for an appointment?
2: Um, I would expect to learn a lot. Um, that was something that I definitely, like I said, not even taking anatomy classes, like learned a lot about your body and don't be scared to learn about your body. Like, I think, um, you especially empowered me to be able to do that. You know, it's, it may your vagina may still be a taboo thing to talk about in the world, but it's a body part and it's part of you and you need to understand it, especially if you're in a place where there's pain or there's an issue. So that way you can heal. So I think like expecting to learn education, um, expecting to, I mean, all sorts of things. I didn't know the way that I was breathing could affect my pelvic floor muscles. We realized that you know, my hips were weaker. And so my pelvic floor is overcompensating for my hips and, you know, things like that. I wouldn't even think, oh, I should do some hip exercises to strengthen my hips. But, you know, looking at the whole picture, as opposed to just your pelvic floor muscles. So learning different types of breathing, learning different types of relaxation, learning how to strengthen other muscles around to help support your pelvic floor muscles. I had really tight pelvic floor muscles. So learning what to do to relax them, um, and help desensitize them. Um, I think something too, going in that people should understand is the whole problem may not get fixed with pelvic floor physical therapy. That was my situation. I ended up having to have a surgery and cut out some sensitive tissue. Um, but what was so great was I just feel like, especially Elizabeth and the team at Body Works, they weren't like, we are the only ones who can help you and you will have to stay with us and we will find your answers. They were very much like, we will do everything in our power and we will help you as much as we can. But we also know we may not be the final stop on your journey. So you may need to go see somebody else or, and then come back to us, or you just may need to go see somebody else and they'll help you on your journey. But just that they had that awareness and that they just really wanted to help you heal and get better as opposed to being the ones who fixed it.
1: Yeah, and you know, um, it's one of those things where we as providers always have to remember that we have a scope of practice and we can't really work outside of it, right? So we have to be buddies with some other people because really everything's gonna work better if we're all working as a team, right? Um, So you kind of started to talk about this a little bit. What are or who are some of the other providers who have helped you along with your journey of healing?
2: Um, So my other providers, I see Dr. Schultz at Piedmont OBGYN. So he was kind of like the first person who got me connected to Body Works and, you know, still my regular care gynecologist. Um, And then I also saw Dr. Wayne at I can't remember where she's at Greenville Gynecologies maybe yeah like the Bulgar pain
1: center Uh uh-huh yes yes
2: Yes. so I saw Dr. Wang and she was actually Mm -hmm. the one who performed my surgery as well at Greenville Memorial so um I went there after spending I was probably with you guys for about six to nine months Mm -hmm. and we had made progress but we realized that there was something else going on because we had made progress to a certain point but couldn't get beyond that point and the pain was still there Um, and that's when Elizabeth sent me over to see Dr. Wang and we kind of realized that there was more going on more to the story and that um, what we decided was a surgery was going to
1: be the best solution for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah um, and oh Oh, one other
2: one other provider I just forgot about. Um, yeah. Reproductive Journey. So I went and saw them probably about a year ago now, um, and they have just been huge for my mental health. Um, that's another thing I think people don't talk about a lot either, is how much this affects you mentally and emotionally. Um, it Through going through all of this, Dr. Schultz is amazing, but he might've set me up a little bit for failure because when he thought it was just vaginismus, he just, he was like, oh, we'll get this fixed in like six to nine months and you'll be good and on your way. And so when you walk into something expecting that to be the outcome, and then it ends up not being, it really starts to put a toll on your um, mental health. And then when you don't, it's not going the way that you want to, and then you go to another provider and they say, well, you're going to have to have surgery to fix this, that again, puts Another stressor on your mental health. Um, So, I had slipped into a little bit of depression, and really going and seeing um, the therapist at Reproductive Journey was immensely helpful just to have a completely neutral person to talk to. And what's wonderful is that that practice focuses on women during their reproductive years. So, they had heard about my situation, they've heard about the surgery I had, they heard about all of these other conditions. And so I wasn't spending a lot of time explaining all of that to them. I could just talk about how I was feeling and how emotionally, how I was feeling, mentally, how I was feeling. And they were able to immediately help me because they had reached other women with the
1: same thing and it helped them. Yeah, that's amazing. And to think about when you're dealing with a physical issue, like a pain issue, a lot of times we forget about how we have to treat Our whole body, you know, like we have to treat our brain and our emotional health and our mental health and that pain and trauma can really be very taxing to our whole system and we have to look at everything as a a whole and not just look at people as just a pelvis, right, we have to look at the whole person so It's so great that you had a nice um, variety of providers working with you. And even if some of them were only there for parts of the journey, they all had their piece in this puzzle. And it is one of those things where, like you mentioned, kind of your expectation, right? Of like, okay, I'm just going to get this handled real quick and it'll be done. And it's hard when you realize that we're kind of like an onion and we have to like peel back some layers. And sometimes when we peel back a layer, we learn something new and... Now there's something new to address or treat, um, but it's something that it seems like you had a good group of people working with you and on your team. Um, How long has your journey of healing been going on? Like if you can kind of give us an idea of time frame. Yes, it has been... A little
2: over two years now. I think I had my first appointment at Body Works at the very beginning of March in 2020. Um, so yeah, so coming up on a little over two years.
1: Yeah, so um, I think that's just kind of one of those things where, again, expectation versus reality, right? Like sometimes there are some issues that um, we are working on for an extended period of time or are kind of an ongoing maintenance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Ashley has really been an amazing rock star patient because she's always does exactly what you recommend and what you try and she takes everything seriously and she takes her health very seriously. So um, she was really fun to work with in that way. Um, I think, too, Elizabeth,
2: I'm starting to realize, and this is a little bit something I've been working on in therapy, too, of just realizing, like, this is probably going to be with me for the rest of my life, and that's okay, like, you know, it might not go away completely, Um, and, like, just learning to be okay with that, like, that, I think that has just been, like, a big realization for me. And, you know, other people with chronic issues probably had to come to the same realization at some point, and it doesn't make you any less, and it doesn't make you any worse, and it doesn't make your story any or journey any worthless. Um, and it's honestly really empowering to just be like, you know what, this is it. This is the facts. And I can live with this for the rest of my life and still have a wonderful, full and vibrant life. And there may be times with less pain, there may be times the pain comes back, but now you have the tools to help and you have the knowledge and you have the understanding. And so really like you say, I say it's been two years, but the more that I think about it, I'm like, you know, this is probably like the start and it's just gonna go with me until the end. And, and that's okay. And um, we as women, I
1: feel like can really come around each other and support each other in and through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that the goals with some conditions that don't have like a wave a magic wand at it and make it disappear kind of thing, the goal is for these kinds of things to feel that um, for patients to feel that they are empowered and have the tools that they need to manage things and to help control things when they do feel like it gets a little out of control. Right. And to feel that like they have the power to change it some. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so tell me what is your life like now that you've been on this journey of healing and how do you feel like your life has changed? Um, I feel like my
2: life now is when I'm much more knowledgeable. Elizabeth um, would always say knowledge is power and it's extremely true, whether it's understanding pain or understanding your body or just even understanding your muscles and your bones and how they all work together. Um, and for me now, I'm just much more um, hopeful about what the journey looks like ahead. My pain has significantly decreased and there have been times that there has been zero pain. Um, which is amazing because there were days that I thought this pain will never go away. So
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, I definitely think now my life just, it's just one of those of continuing to advocate for myself when it comes to this medically, um, but also just to continue to research and learn more about it, um, educate people about it. That's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to share my stories because when you start off, it can be very isolating. You feel like you're the only one going through it, and for people to realize that that's not true, that there are so many people who are also going through it. And, you know, have I used to, I was in a Facebook group and I would see success stories, and I was just like, if I could only get there. And then I am there now, like, here I am. And so just being able to come along and inside and encourage people um, is really where my heart is and what i would love to do and just keep you know doing all the things that i've learned and you may learn that you're just gonna have to like take a little bit better care of your body and it's annoying but now when i do my workouts i'm like all right i gotta do hip exercises and strengthen (laughs) these hip muscles so that way my pelvic floor doesn't sweep in and try and overcompensate again and Mm -hmm. um But you know, you can do that and you learn those things, and that's how you can continue on and to just
1: live a full and healthy life. That's awesome. Ashley, what advice would you like to send to someone who may be experiencing the same thing? There may be someone listening right now who's identifying with what you're saying. And what advice would you have for them? Um, I would say
2: definitely talk to people about it. Um, even friends sisters moms sister-in-laws aunts. um find somebody you trust and talk to them about it because quite honestly they'll they've probably even experienced something similar um or they know somebody I can't tell you how many friends I started talking to about this and they're like oh my word my other friend just told me that they were dealing with the Mm. same thing and so I just think first and foremost talk to somebody about it um, and then go and seek your help. If you have a pelvic floor clinic um, in your area, definitely go and see them, talk to your gynecologist, see if they have any recommendations. I think really the start is just talking, getting the word out there. Don't be scared to tell somebody because I mean, nine times out of 10, even probably more than nine times out of 10, people are going to want to help you solve it and get to the root issue um, and help that pain to go away. So I would just encourage you to do your research and find your own clinic and see if there's something that you can do to start
1: getting the issue resolved. That's amazing. That's really great advice. And like you said, just to talk about it, you know, and not be afraid to talk about it um and to talk about it until you find someone who can help you with it right yes um but this was really great of you to share your story um as I already mentioned I feel like you are really courageous it takes a lot to stand up and tell somebody about your story especially when it involves your pelvic floor right it's not something that we're talking about all the time and talking about to everybody um but I know that Someone hearing a story from an actual patient will have their life changed because of this. So I really appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing your journey with us. And um, it was one of the biggest pleasures to get to work with you and to be a little piece of your journey. So thank you so much for sharing with us, Ashley.
2: Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for everything you and the Body Works team because you're in the Greenville area, go see Body Works because they're all amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We did not tell her to say that.
2: (laughs) They They didn't, they truly are the best. And if you're in the area and you need a clinic, I know for sure they would
1: love to help you. Thank you so much, Ashley.
0: A big thank you to Ashley for joining me today and for speaking so honestly and being so real about her journey, as well as highlighting the ups and the downs of that journey. And if you are someone who is also experiencing something like Ashley was experiencing, or if you have a friend or know somebody who experiences pain with intercourse or pain with pelvic exams or pain with tampons, please don't hesitate to reach out and speak with a pelvic health specialist because there may be someone who can help you. Thank you for tuning in to the Strong as a Mother podcast. Come back for more inspiring stories from strong women that are changing and impacting the world. See you next time.